I was talking to a friend of mine uh, about the situation here, you know, between the Israelis and the Palestinians, and I just said to her the simple message, Jews have nothing to do with this. This is Japan and China. This is Israel and the Palestinians. It's just, it's so simple. And she said to me, you know, you explain it so well. And I said, it's like literally saying that one plus one is so simple. It's that, it, that is what it is. It's, I didn't do anything to explain it better or worse. It's one plus one is two. Once the the layers of propaganda f- are removed, it's like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense at all. Welcome to Committing High Reason, a podcast where we dissect important topics such as good versus evil, religion versus atheism, Judaism versus Zionism, and our pet peeve, political propaganda. Committing High Reason will give you tools to strengthen your intellectual independence, enhance your critical thinking, and hopefully acquire some very new perspectives. Now, here's your host, Rabbi Yaakov Shapiro. This week, I don't need to go far to find any guests. I'm here in the studio with a neighbor of mine, Morty. He lives a couple blocks from me. Morty has experienced this week the same craziness that everybody else in the country has. In case anybody's been living on Mars, let me give you a short rundown of what's been happening. Israel had a war with Gaza. Israel made a ceasefire with Gaza. But the ceasefire seems only to be applicable in Israel and Gaza. Here in the United States of America, it seems that the spillover from the war is still going on. There are videos of people being attacked in the street. There are people with Palestinian flags, people with Israeli flags, and even though there's a ceasefire in Israel and Gaza, there's still fighting going on over here. Thank God, as far as I know, nobody's been killed, right? Morty. As far as I can tell, I haven't heard anybody's been killed here in the United States. I haven't heard anybody's been killed here in the United States, and I hope it's not just a matter of time, you know, uh, God forbid, before that happens. But it's, it's craziness here. Morty, you were in, in the synagogue yesterday. Tell us about the conversation that you heard going on, right? The first guy, the second guy, go ahead, talk to me. Uh, we were just discussing in the synagogue about, you know, what's going on. Obviously, it's a uh, current event, so, so uh, very topical. And, um, you know, the, the conversation was between some of us that felt, you know, how unfortunate it is that here in New York— in Brooklyn, in Long Island, wherever we are as Jews, uh, all of a sudden we're involved in a conflict that has nothing to do with us. Like, we're trying to figure out, how did this happen? How did we get here? Why are we somehow involved with the Israeli government? We're like targeted because we're their partners. It's some bizarre experience. And so many of us were saying, hey, like, why are we involved in this? And others were saying... Uh, we have to, sh- we, I guess. Yeah, who's we? Yeah, What's exactly. We? You know, that's the first question. Who's we? But we, uh, put that on the side for a second. Uh, we have to stand up and show them that we're not going to be cowards and, uh, we're going to fight back and who's, who's not- fighting back. What, what, what is going on over here? Listen, we're Americans. Okay. I'm here in the United States of America, right? It's unfortunate. Last I checked, we're here in New York. Yes. Wherever there's a war, it's very unfortunate. It's unfortunate people are getting killed. And, you know, in the Jewish community, everybody has relatives in Israel, pretty much. Not every, most people, a lot of people certainly do, relatives or friends in Israel at the very least. And 
it's uh, very disquieting hearing that they have to run into bomb shelters and stuff. And, uh, and of course, whenever anybody, the Pilsen, when somebody in Gaza gets killed or hurt, it's it's tragic as well. Wars are tragic. And, and But what does any of this have to do with people in China or people in Africa or people in the United States of America? There's some type of conflation over here between what Israel is doing with world Jewry. And just so we're clear, I'm not talking about people thinking we're involved as concerned citizens as human beings and all human beings ought to be concerned about what's going on there. No question about that. Rather, people think that because we're Jews, we're involved as combatants, that we are a party in the conflict. There are people all over the world that have various opinions about this conflict. But why is it that people think that Jews here in the United States of America, because they're Jews, remember I said Jews and Palestinians. Now, it's not the Jews fighting in Israel against Palestinians. These are Israelis. They happen to be Jews for the most part, granted. But it's not the Jews that are at war. And what is the, why are people, why do people think that because I'm Jewish, Israel represents me? I mean, that's a rhetorical question, but that, that's really what's going on. Yeah, and, and it's, it's clear that uh, the Israelis and the Zionists um, want, seemingly, they want people to view me as a Jew as being part of this conflict. They want, they say it all the time. Jews, uh, you know, you have to stand up. Put put an Instagram picture of blue on your on your page to show that you support that you're on our team. But it's just a, a completely bizarre experience that I'm trying to work through. I, we're we're all trying to figure out how did how did we get here? Yeah, I, I. What I don't understand is, you know, there were people. This blue stuff that you're talking about. There were people that were going around saying. Demanding even, not only requesting, demanding that all Jews, all Jews living here in the United States of America should either fly Israeli flags or post the color blue, which stands for the Israeli flag, on their uh, Instagram or on their WhatsApp status or something. Why do, why do people think that this is going to help anybody? Why, why you, there's a war going on, or was going on in the Middle East, there's a conflict going on in the Middle East. And now these people, by telling all Jews to fly the flag of these people's enemy in the Middle East, that's going to help things? It's going to make more peace? Like, what do they think is going to happen to him? Why do they think it's helpful to provoke people and to say, hello, here's the flag of the people who you're at war at? Or your people are at war at. And what, why? Like, like, what do they think is going to happen over here? Do you have any idea? You've heard people say this. I mean, I've heard people say this too. I, I spoke to a lady in our neighborhood actually about this. And I, I told her that how in the world do you expect to help Jewish people? Because presumably that's what she wants to do. By taking the flag of the enemies of certain people in this country and flying it in their face. What do you expect is going to happen? What good do you think is going to come of that? Won't that just provoke more attacks against Jews by people thinking that whoever it is that flying this flag is flying the flag of these people's enemies and associated with them? Why? Why bring the conflict 
Why, why put a target on people's heads? Why do that? Why? And she understood. If you speak to these people, like, what do they say? What do they think? Uh, that's that's the million dollar question. I mean, if if you, I think for let's for a second remove Israel and Palestinians from the equation. Say there was on any other conflict with with two people, and and you knew that there were people that disliked one side or the other. Would you tell your kids, yeah, go out and go in their face and yell at them and tell them, I'm not on your team. I'm on the other team. Like, would would that be a smart move? Generally speaking, no, it's nuts. I I've had conversations with these people and it. It pretty much shows how how the ideology of these people is so so disconnected with reality. Somebody today told me that they also had a conversation yesterday uh, over Shabbos about this, and uh, the, he asked people, "Are what good are you doing if you're you're trying to help your your fellow Jews by doing what by getting them involved in a conflict overseas in a war in a war overseas?" By flying the flag of people who you know are enemies of that flag. And he said that these people said, uh, in the long term, it's good. It's good in the long term. If people see that the Jews, like you said, they're not cowards, they're not strong, for, uh, that they're strong. I, I, by the way, I've seen uh, a few times people say, we are not the 1940s Jews. The, the world will see. We are not the 1940s Jews. We're the, we're the new Jews. We, we, with a picture of, you know, guns and, and bombs and all these kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. First of all, I just so, got to tell you, if you want to show you're not a coward, the way to do it, honestly, is not by sitting here in the comfort of the United States of America. And posting on Facebook. And posting on Facebook the color blue. <laughs> if you're not a coward and you want to fight, go fight. Okay? So that, that's not showing that you're not a coward. But more than that... There, this obsession with not being the 1940s Jews, that's, first of all, this obsession that the 1940s Jews were, were, were retrograde, that they were uh, disgusting. This is the Zionist ideology. There, there are people who really don't understand this. You see, you're right. Nobody in their right mind would think of doing this uh, regarding any other conflict. I mean, they know, they know that by doing this, they're dragging Jews in this country, which are innocent people that have nothing to do with Zionism, nothing to do with Israel, nothing to do with the conflict going on in the Middle East, into the conflict that's going on in the Middle East. They're dragging their own children, my children, my grandchildren, everybody else's children, who didn't even ask to be dragged into this. They're saying all the Jews are involved in this conflict. I asked somebody when, not long ago, a few years when the Russia was at war with the Ukraine. So there's somebody who had some relative in the Ukraine, a Jewish guy, and the Jews in Ukraine were in danger. They were, they were being bombed and by, by the Russians. I said, would you think of, because you want to stand with your relative and his friends in the Ukraine, of running around in Russian neighborhoods in the United States, flying the Ukrainian flag? Like what, who would, benefit by that and saying that the Jews are on the side of Ukraine. What, who would benefit by that? On the contrary, what we should be doing, if you want to keep Jews safe, what we should be doing is what uh, the great rabbis have always told us to do. We should tell people that Judaism is not Zionism. We are not involved. We're not involved. You know where this came from? I mean, logically, this is completely a counterproductive behavior. It's a dangerous behavior. 
Look, in any other conflict with, let's say, the Russians or the Ukrainians, it would not be effective or productive. I think everyone would agree for somebody to say, let me go to a Ukrainian neighborhood and start waving around a Russian flag. It just, it's not effective. It's not productive. It only will cause harm and, and upset to everybody around them. Yeah, and even if it's not a Russian neighborhood, what's the point of involving Americans in the Ukrainian-Russian conflict? Right, so I'll tell you what's going on over here. This is the ideology of Zionism. You know, people think wrongly, and they say wrongly that we live in a post-Zionist world, that there's no Zionist nowadays. They don't really know what Zionism is. They think Zionism is like kibbutzim or socialism, and there were socialist Zionists, but socialism wasn't per se Zionism. Uh, there were two types of Zionists. There were the socialists, the left-wing Zionists, the Ben-Gurion types, and then there was the Jabotinsky types, who were the right-wing Zionists. Today, since 1977, Menachem Begin, basically the predominant form of Zionism was the right-wing Jabotinsky type. And it was Menachem Begin that said that no matter what, no matter what, Jews have to stick together in front of the enemy, stick together in front of the enemy, and show them that you're strong. And there are two elements over here, two parts to that. Part number one, the whole idea of like showing people that you're strong, that that will intimidate them uh, to back down. The idea, this idea that the reason why Jews were attacked, the reason for anti-Semitism or why anti-Semitism was so damaging because Jews were so weak and cowardly and the Zionists, disgusting, disgusting things they said about Jews, about how Jews are cowards and weaklings and uh, parasites, all sorts of things. This is all in Zionist literature. And Zionist children and those who were influenced by them, including people that think that they're not Zionists, were taught this since they were kids. Well, their friends were taught it since they were kids. Do you know why there was a Holocaust? Because the Jews didn't fight back. What do you mean fight back? Fight back against armies with what? Like you and what army? And now the solution to Israel uh, and uh, Palestine's conflict, which is a political conflict, it's a political conflict over there, is for Jews all over not to be like our grandparents allegedly were. And now somehow that's going to make the world safer for Jews. There's so much detached from reality over there that it's, it's impossible to list, but it's, it's when you put it out there and you just say it, it's pretty obvious that it, it doesn't make any sense. There's, there is no universe in which flying a flag of people's enemies in the street and implying clearly that your friends' little children and you and your friends and every Jew over here is involved in this conflict is going to make things safer for the Jews here. That's nuts. This is Zionism. This is an ideology that, that says this is what Jews needs to do to be safe. And it's crazy. These guys are like, they're kind of like sleeper cells. They're like suicide sleeper cells. <laughs> that when they are kids, they're taught this. And they're just waiting for an opportunity like this to hang out Israeli flags and to flash the color blue so that they think now, what? The people with the Palestinian flags are going to say, oh, I'm scared and I'm intimidated. And the second thing is even more insidious. The first thing is insane. 
The second thing is insidious. What's insidious about this is the second part of Zionism that says Israel represents the Jews. Israel calls itself the Jewish state, not us Jewish state, meaning it's run by Jews or a Jewish state that has a majority of Jews. It's the state of the Jews, Netanyahu, like Netanyahu put it. Japan is to the Japanese what Israel is to the Jews. Now, of course, shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't be that, right? It should be what Israel is to the Israelis. Obviously, the, the formula is absurd. In Israel, by law, there is no Israeli nationality. There's Israeli citizen, but there's only Jewish nationality. Now, the whole idea that A, Jews are a nationality, and B, Israel is the state of that nationality, that is Zionism. Zionism is not kibbutzim. Zionism is not socialism. Zionism is the idea, one, that the Jews are a nationality, and two, Israel is the state of that nationality. That's Zionism. Both of those are Zionism. And both of those are untrue. And the idea that the Jews are represented by Israel is what Zionism wants. Because Zionism, not Israel, not Jews, are strengthened by this ideology. Israel, Jews are weakened by this ideology. Jews are endangered by this ideology because all it does is put targets on, uh, on the Jews' backs over here. And it, it encourages idiots like Jonathan Pollard, who said not long ago that he recommends Jews should spy on their country, on America for Israel, like he did, because Jews are loyal to Israel. Jews have dual loyalty, which is an anti-Semitic statement. And yes, he's an anti-Semite, no less anti-Semitic than Karl Marx, who was a Jewish anti-Semite. But that's what Zionism is. And the Zionists want people to think that the Jews are a nationality and Israel is their state. And so here's what they do, because this has been a Zionist strategy from the time Zionism was invented. Tell the Jews that by doing something, it'll keep them safe. But really, it doesn't keep them safe. Really what it does is, is it strengthens the ideology called Zionism. In other words, they promote their ideology under the guise of safety and security. Doing this doesn't do anything for the safety and security of one Jew in the whole world. On the contrary, it endangers them. What it does do is it promotes Zionism. The idea that Jews all over the world, I'm not an American, I'm a nationality, I'm associated with some foreign country, which is a terrible thing. And it's, I think also it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, basically, right? Because by saying Jews stand up for Israel because nobody else will, you're in danger, that incites people. Now the cycle starts. Now people say, oh, Jews, you're with Israel. Let's attack you. And Israel says, oh, you see, Jews are, da Jews are in danger. So it's this, like you say, logically, objectively speaking, take Israel out of the picture, say, if you had a conflict, would you do this activity? Would it help? I think everybody would agree that no one would say this is the right thing. But in this specific instance regarding Israel, somehow something that doesn't make sense in any other case makes sense here because, like you said, it strengthens the Zionist ideology. Then there's a second part to it. Then when you tell this to people, they'll say, look, they... They're all anti-Semites anyway. The reason why they're attacking the Jew 
this guy, forget the fact that he's a Jew, the reason they're attacking this guy that's carrying an Israeli flag or the guy that put blue on his status is not because he put blue on his status, but because he's Jewish, because he's Jewish. And then, and then, after they finish telling the whole world that all the Jews, all the Jews are really nationals of Israel because it's the state of the Jews and Israel is their state, then they attack Jews thinking that, well, the Jews are our enemies, our political enemies, because that's what you told them. You said every Jew in this country is your political enemy, is at war with you, uh, or supports your, your political enemies, or supports the country that you're at war with. And they say, ah, see, they're anti-Semites, because that guy wasn't carrying an Israeli flag. It's a, it's a genius uh, 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 strategy to, to, to create a cycle of violence that somehow they always win. Right, the, the Zionists, in terms of what's what's the the public opinion, because people get upset, people get hurt, uh, unfortunately, and then it's look, look, we told you, this is what look what look what happened. I mean, from the beginning, really, almost a hundred years, the Zionists were saying that the their political enemies, the Arabs that they have this conflict with, are, are just anti-Semites. That's it. it. It's in the Quran, their religion, even though even the Muslims that don't follow the Quran, even the, the Christians, even the secular uh, Arabs, for some reason, they're also Muslims and all Muslims hate Jews. And, and that's why they just hate Israel. They just hate Israel because they're anti-Semites and anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Of right, 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 right. Uh, last night, uh, I watched a video f- of a debate uh, from, um, um, I don't even want to say his name, Shmuley Boteach. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was having a debate at Oxford University, okay? And what's amazing to me is that the, he, who's a huge Zionist, says these type of things. Like, for example, Muslims loved Jews. For thousands of years, we lived in peace. We lived happily. There was no Holocaust in Iran. There was no Holocaust in Iraq. While other people were killing Jews... Muslims were protecting them. We lived in peace. And in the same sentence, he's, he doesn't get that it's illogical to say that it, all of a sudden they snapped their fingers and decided to hate all Jews. The thing about Zionism, it shows people's capacity to believe contradictory things. It's all the Moshe Herzl said that. I mean, from the beginning, we can go through the history of Zionism uh, theoretically and show that they knew that, I mean, Herzl said that in order for Zionism to be successful, it has to be based on flags and red and gold confetti and songs and emotional stuff, because that's what moves people. And then you have this this militant ideology and this anti-Semitic ideology, this this ideology that degrades Jews by saying that all Jews are cowards until we came in, we the Zionists came into came into being and and now by oh, it, it's so hard even to say the words it's so crazy it, that now by by putting blue putting the Israeli flag on your WhatsApp New York is going to be safer for Jews in the long run does that make any sense I mean what's the message that people need to understand to sort of combat this this movement that creates violence. People need to understand, and we need to tell people, that Judaism is not Zionism, and not even Judaism the religion. Zionism is an ideology. It's the ideology that the state of Israel is run with. 
And Jews are Jews and Zionists are Zionists. There are Zionists who are not Jews and Jews who are not Zionists. You can be an anti-Semite and be pro-Zionism. A lot of anti-Semites love Zionism. In fact, Herzl said that the anti-Semites will be the Zionists' best friends. Sure, because if you have guys like Jonathan Pollard saying that Jews have dual loyalty, the anti-Semites love that. They eat that up. Anti-Semites want people to think that all Jews are Zionists because, number one, if that's true, the Jews have their own country. Jews go back to Israel. Like all ethnicities, like these white nationalists, that all ethnicities have their own country. Jews have their own country. Richard Spencer said that, right? Richard Spencer. He's the head, uh, what? The old white guy. The old white. Alt-right. Alt-right. Alt-right, yeah. White supremacist. Yeah, yeah, the alt-right white supremacist. Yeah, that's him. He said, it was in Texas A&M University, that there was this rabbi that asked him, got up after a speech of his and said, well, why do you hate so much and and stuff like that? Maybe you want to learn love and my religion will teach love. And he says... You really want inclusion? He says, do you want everybody to move into the Middle East? Or do you want it to be only for Jews? He said, I respect you Jews. We're just like you. We're just like you Jews. He uh, calls himself a white Zionist because he says what the Jews did for their people in Israel, they made an ethnocentric state. He wants America to be for the whites. So number one, it is it supports this. It allows this, it encourages this anti-Semitic idea, okay, Jews, you don't belong in America. You're Jews out to Israel. Jews to Israel. And two, it allows Jews to be accused of having loyalty to a foreign country. Like Jonathan Pollard said, anti-Semites love Zionism. And there you could be a, a pro-Jew and a anti-Zionist and you can be a Jew and an anti One has nothing to do with the other. People have to hear this. But you know what? The Zionists don't want people to hear that. There, there are two groups of people that want everybody to think that Jews are Zionists. All Jews are Zionists. And that is part of being a Jew to be a Zionist. One, the Zionists want everybody to think that. It strengthens their agenda. And the anti-Semites want everybody to think that because it strengthens their agenda. Listen, don't you remember when I put out a video saying that Judaism is not Zionism and Zionism is not Judaism? So David Duke wrote an article on his website saying that I'm a liar. It's not true. Jews are Zionists. Right. And it doesn't fit in with his, with his idea of, of you, right? He wants you to be a Zionist. He wants me to be he a Zionist. To yes, be a Zionist. He wants every, the biggest he, anti-Semite wants you to be a Zionist. The biggest anti-Semite wants everybody to think that all Jews are Zionists, right? Now, if that's what the biggest these anti-Semites want people to think, you could be sure that that's not a good thing for people to think. It's not good for the Jews for us if people think that. So we have to tell everybody that uh, Judaism is not Zionism and Israel doesn't represent the Jews. Now, one would think that those who argue that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism, and anybody who doesn't like Israel must be an anti-Semite, would be really happy if that weren't true. Like they would wish, you know what, it's, it's a terrible thing, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. I wish that anti-Zionists wouldn't be anti-Semites. The world would be better for Jews. That's what they say. Well, Jews would be killed anyway, and they hate the Jews, and Israel didn't invent anti-Semitism, which is, of course, a nonsensical argument, anything that causes cancer doesn't mean it invented cancer. It just increases the risk of cancer. And Zionism increases the risk of anti-Semitic damage to Jews. It 
didn't create it. Nobody claims that. But one would think. By the way, we only have how many years of history to prove this, to prove what you're saying now? <laughs> yeah, listen, it's statistics. We, we've said this many times. It's clear, clear. The statistics show that whenever Israel is at war, anti-Semitism all over the world goes up. And whenever Israel is at peace, anti-Semitism all over the world goes down. You never hear anti-Semitism goes down, right? Every time some anti-Semitic act happens, you hear it's like Germany in the 1930s. You got to move to Israel. That's what they want you to think. That it's always going up. Anti-Semitism is rising. Even that phrase that they say, anti-Semitism is rising. You know, there's a difference if you say the stock market went up or the stock market is rising, is going up. The difference is the second implies a trajectory that that's going to happen. A trend, the, yeah. A trend, you know. The first one just implies what happened. So after they gather the statistics, they never say anti-Semitism was up this year. They say anti-Semitism is rising. Always they want it to sound like it's a trend and that you should expect more of the same. You remember when Netanyahu came to Europe after those terrible terrorist action in, in France where the Jews were killed in that uh, supermarket. So Netanyahu said, anti-Semitism is rising. Europe is not going to be safe for Jews anymore. All the Israeli uh, officials were saying that. And here we are. Europe is still uh, safe for Jews, as safe as anywhere else. Israel seems to me to be more, less safe slightly, for Jews. Slightly more dangerous Israel's for Israel slightly, slightly less safe. Just a little bit. Yeah, slightly less safe for Jews than, than Europe And like right I say, over, you always say over the last uh, 70-some years, if you take a... Um, a survey of how many Jews were killed around the world altogether. Um, I think within the borders of Israel, how many Jews have been since, killed? Since uh, between 20 and 30,000, which is more than anywhere else Jews live. Now, one would think that Zionists would be happy. They would be happy to know that there that they are political enemies of Israel, anti-Zionists, that are not anti-Semites. They would be happy to know that, right? And they would be looking forward to hearing from uh, Palestinian leaders openly that it's not Judaism, it's not the Jewish people, don't hate Jews, Jews are not responsible for this. It would be wonderful. I, I, you, would, um, you would imagine that they would be looking forward to hearing people say that. Uh, for example, if one day the executive director of the American Muslims for Palestine would get up and say something like this, listen, Judaism is innocent. Listen. Judaism is innocent. Have nothing to do with Zionism. With a disgraced ideology. An ideology that hijacked the religion. Israel is not an embodiment of Judaism. We salute our brothers and sisters, our Jewish brothers and sisters. That was Dr. Osama Irshad last Saturday in Washington, D.C. at a rally. One would think that if a Palestinian leader or a leader of Palestinians gets up and says, Judaism is innocent, Zionism hijacked Judaism, it has nothing to do with Judaism, that these people who are always complaining that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism would be happy about that. And you heard the whole crowd, they were cheering him. But they're not happy about this. I've heard people condemn this. They say, Oh, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's just bad for us. It's bad for us. It's bad for us because it divides us. He, he's trying to divide us. So if somebody says, all Jews are Zionists, like David Duke, then they're happy. If somebody says, you know what, all Jews are responsible for Israel's actions, meaning to imply that, go, go attack Jews in the street if you don't like Israel, then they're happy. But if somebody gets up and says, no, 
stop this. Jews are not responsible for this. Jews are not involved in this. Well, then they're unhappy. Or, or perhaps Imam Katanani in Patterson, New Jersey, if he would get up, one would think, uh, and say something like this, they would be happy. And always we say we have, we have a strong relationship with Jewish community as brothers and sisters in one humanity. But we have a problem with the occupation and, and with the, the Zionism. You know, people would, and the crowd's cheering these guys. One would think that if somebody believes mistakenly that all anti-Zionists are only anti-Semites, they would be so happy to hear that there are some anti-Zionists that are saying, don't be anti-Semites, we're not anti-Semites, we don't need to hate Jews, that that would improve the situation, that if anti-Zionism wouldn't be anti-Semitism, they would be happy. So at least when people say things like this, they should be happy, but they're not happy. They only want all Jews to be in the firing line because it's the ideology of Zionism that tells them to do so. Now, nobody is saying, this is what they'll accuse you of if you say this, nobody is saying, well, no, those are the Zionists, go kill them. Nobody's saying kill Zionists. All they're saying is, you know, if somebody would say, I'm involved in the Ukrainian-Russian war, and somebody would say, no, you're, you're Ukrainian. I'm a uh, Russian, I know you're a Ukrainian, I'm going to kill you. I said, I'm not Ukrainian. Ha ha, you're saying you're not Ukrainian, but they can kill the other Ukrainians. No, that's not. Leave me out of it. Leave me out of it. I I am not involved. I I am not a Zionist. Judaism is not Zionism. Israel does not represent the Jews. This has nothing to do with whether Israel is right or the Palestinians are right or Israel is wrong, or the Palestinians are wrong. This has nothing to do with supporting terrorism or, or uh, Hamas or the settlers or anything. This has nothing to do with anything. This has to do with me. There are two countries 6,000 miles away that are at war. I am not represented by either of those countries. That's it. Very simple. Why, why, why are you attacking Jews in New York? So the Zionists say, well, look, they're all anti-Semites. Fine. So when Palestinian leaders say, no, we're not, don't be anti-Semites. One would think they'd be happy. What? You should applaud them. They should applaud them. One would think they'd be happy. But no, they're not happy. They want, they want all anti-Zionists to be anti-Semites because that way Zionism is part of Jewish identity. And Zionism is Judaism. It goes back to that self-fulfilling it's cycle a, they and want prophet. It. Yes. They want it to be a self-fulfilling prophecy and, the, and the, a self-fulfilling ideology. And the fact that it's, it endangers Jews doesn't matter to them. Did you see that there was a video of a very religious-looking Jew in Manhattan? And I don't know if he was at a protest or not, but the point was that somebody came up to him, some nut, and started screaming at him, You like killing kids? You like, uh, you know, uh, 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 killing innocent people and start throwing things at him and beating him up and the cops had to come and protect him. Now, how in the world is this guy, this religious Jew in Brooklyn, somehow killing kids, right? What, where, how did that get conflated? That because this guy hears that Israel is bombing Gaza and killing innocent people, somehow this guy in Brooklyn is responsible for that. How, how did that happen? It's the same as if somebody would come over to me and say, you're killing innocent children in Syria, or you're killing Uyghur Muslims, 
I would say, what? I'm not, what, what, no, no, you got the wrong guy. I have nothing to do with this. I say, ha, you're on the other guy's side. You're on their side. You're saying, no, you I'll just leave me out people. of it. I have what? nothing to do with it. That's right. It's the exact same thing. Israel does not represent the Jews. They claim they do. Now, the, the problem is that the Zionists have, have kind of a, a stranglehold on the Jewish emotions. They, I mean, there was a Pew survey recently, and it said that what's most essential to Judaism, according to most Jews surveyed, was remembering the Holocaust. Not Judaism, not Jewish uh, values or Jewish community even, or even eating Jewish food, whatever that means. That's what Jews responded yes. to the survey. Yes, remembering the Holocaust. That's the most important thing. And don't forget that Herzl defined a Jew. The definition of a Jew is somebody who the anti-Semites hate. The Jewish people are united by the anti-Semites that they're obsessed with anti-Semitism, that, that gives them their identity. And it, it, because Herzl and the Zionists succeeded at creating this emotional, it's an emotional type of, of reaction in the Jews to anti-Semitism. It makes them feel safe to fly these Israeli flags. But to be strong, to show strength. But it's the opposite of, you know what it's like? It's, it's very simple. If somebody wakes up in the middle of the night and says, God forbid, his house is on fire. So his instincts tell him that in order to be safe, he has to run out the door as fast as he can. And we know that's not true. You stop, drop, and roll. Or uh, at least in the olden days, uh, today I heard with anti-lock brakes, it's not true anymore. But when I was learning how to drive, they taught us that if you hit an ice patch and you start skidding, your instincts are to slam on the brakes. Don't do that because that'll kill you, even though it feels safe, you know? And, but it's really the opposite of what you need to do to be safe. In crisis situations, very often, what your instincts tell you to do to feel safe is just the opposite of what you have to do. The Zionists have succeeded in creating in the mind and the hearts of the Jews this crisis situation, this Holocaust mentality, or as, as Golda Meir put it, a Masada complex and a pogrom complex and a, a Holocaust complex. They succeeded in planting in the hearts and minds of the Jews this crisis mentality and an instinct that says, if you fly the Israeli flag, if you show your fist, that'll make you safer. Like if you slam on the brakes, that'll make you safer. Imagine somebody saying, well, if you slam on the brakes in a skid, that'll make you safer. Or if you see yes, your, house, your house is burning, you got to run out, that, that'll make you safer. It's an instinct that they've created within the Jewish people, and it's really the opposite. It makes you as safe as, as running out a door, uh, as carelessly running out of a home, trying to run out of a home in a fire. So listen, I have a message. If anybody's, any anti-Semites are listening to this podcast, okay? I have a message for you. Leave Israel alone. If you're an anti-Semite, it's me you're after. Israel's not the Jewish people. If you're an anti-Semite, and because of that you hate Israel, that makes you a Zionist. But if you're anti-Zionist, leave me alone. I am not a Zionist. I have nothing to do with anything. If you are upset at Israel, or you're upset at Hamas, leave me alone. I'm an American. I'm Jewish by religion. Israel does not represent the Jewish people. That's what we need to be telling people. And when others say it, 
we should all be happy. Anybody that's not happy when others say it just shows that that they are they are possessed by this irrational ideology, this this instinct, which is really deadly, even though it feels like you're doing something to protect yourself. Right. Yeah. By by, uh, I think what you're saying is that so by 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 hating Jews because of Israel. What you're basically doing is buying into the Zionist ideology that all Jews uh, are, are, are Zionists, right? I've bought into the Zionist mentality. That's right. And there are two groups of people that want you to do that, anti-Semites like David Duke and the Zionists. They're on the same side. I mean, how positive, how good could that idea be? If you have David Duke, <laughs> David on, your Duke. Side, <laughs> yeah. have David Duke on your side and, and the other anti-Semites. That's what we got to do. We got to tell the world that Judaism is not Zionism and the Jews have nothing in Israel and Israel does not represent the Jews. And they, they will often attack us for, for, for uh, spreading this message and tell us that we're... Who's the, they? Who do you mean they? The Zionists. The Zionists will often attack Anyone who says any from any religious person, certainly, who says, uh, "No, this is not Judaism. I'm not a Zionist. Leave me out of it." They, the The attack is that you're an anti-Semite, that you're the one who hates Jews. Yeah, well, that's part of the contradiction of Zionism. You know, it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, David Duke attacked me like that. David Duke and the Zionists both say the same thing. But what I'm saying is that you, you, you're saying, don't attack the Jew in Brooklyn for what Israel does. Leave him alone. Don't hurt him. Don't cause violence. But somehow you're an anti-Semite. You hate Jews. Yeah, of course. How that, does that make any sense? No, it makes sense in Zionist ideology because in Zionist ideology, it's a very good question that you're asking, by the way. But you'll see all over, this is not the only instance, in Zionist ideology, your attitude towards Israel is your attitude towards the Jews. Meaning... That if you're pro-Israel but you don't like Jews, you're a good guy. Correct. Correct. Right. That's... The Zionists uh, do say that. Uh, what was it? The tweet that um, I always show people. This guy Ben Shapiro. He was asked about uh, Ann Coulter that she said anti-Semitic things, and he said, "Well, the answer is, well, she's pro-Israel, so I'm not losing any sleep." Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. So yeah. you could be an anti-Semite, but if you're pro-Israel, then you're okay. Right. If you're anti-Israel, then if you are protecting Jews, you're not okay because Israel became the Jews. That was Ben-Gurion's idea. All Everything, you know, people say uh, Zionism is a thing of the past. It's not true. All these ideas, all these crazy ideas are all classic Zionism. It's just that many people don't study it. They have this wrong idea of what Zionism is. It's classic Zionism. Ben-Gurion had this um, ideology called Mamalachtius, uh, statism, translated um, a little awkwardly, he said that uh, when he took money from the Germans, uh, reparations money, he, he was asked, how could you take reparations money for the, the six million Jews that were killed by the Germans? And he said that if the Holocaust victims were here today, they would say, whatever is good for Israel, that's what we want. That's it. Whatever is good for Israel, that's by definition, by definition, Good for the Jews because Israel, Yair Lapid said that the reason why anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism because Israel is the embodiment of the Jewish spirit. 
Israel is the Jews. That's Zionism. All of this, this is classic Zionism. And yeah, all these people are infected by Zionism. And again, the strategy, the uh, method by which they get you to believe these crazy ideas is by convincing you somehow that there's a security reason for you to believe it. There's a security concern here that no, 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 we have to be strong and then we'll be safe, 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 Holocaust, 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 safe, safe, safe. But really what they're doing is they're not making you safe. They're creating this instinct like running out of a door when there's a fire and you feel safe because they, they convince you to feel safe, but it's really endangering you. Zionism endangers Jews. It's, it's quite simple. All right, Morty, so now we're ready. We're ready to go out and... Uh, Try and spread back, the message. Back to the synagogue. But to, and, and, and just to sum up, what's, what's, what I think is, is interesting is that the, this whole time, you didn't say anything about being on the side of the Palestinians that you... Or, or I should say not Palestinians, a Hamas, that you want Hamas to bomb Israel and blow up Jews and kill anybody. On the and contrary. you didn't say that the Israelis should go and kill Palestinians. You said no one should get hurt, and it's a very unfortunate, sad situation. What well, one thing is clear. We are Jews. Leave us out of it. Hamas Don't is bad. Jews. You want me to say it? Yes. Don't Condemn. Bad. Terrorism, bad. Rockets, bad. Simple as that. But, you know, I, I shouldn't even be schlepped into the whole thing. I have, I'm an American like anybody else. I have no more or less an obligation to discuss this at all or even to know about it than the other American uh, that lives next door to me. Be he Christian or be he Buddhist or Hindu or Jewish. It's as simple as that. Israel does not represent the Jews. Thank you so much for being on, Morty. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Committing High Reason. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or review. For the latest from Rabbi Shapiro and to sign up for his newsletter, head on over to committinghighreason.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.